Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman, Aaron Chew and Craig Pinches. Now, as you know, we're coming live tonight on Thursday night. Now, the Black Country Blokes, we started just thinking it's going to be us four blokes chewing the fat about our struggles and victories through life. And we've been so blessed having so many wonderful guests on over the last year and coming up to a year and a half. But we said maybe on the Thursdays from now on, we're going to just get together as blokes having a chat. And we've <laughs> so many of us on a Thursday night, you have a, a thirsty Thursday, you have a, a couple of drinks before the weekend, which has turned into lockdown where people are drinking too much too often. And they'd have closed all the pubs where we go to socialise. So we thought on Thursdays, now let's see if I get this first time, guys. A thirsty, oh, but <laughs> a thirsty, thoughtful Thursday. A thirsty, oh, God, I've got it wrong. Thirsty, <laughs> if, if anyone can get this wrong, this could be, then we're going to get people sending in. I think it starts with this, Kev. Thirsty, a thirsty, a, a first of a. <laughs> Oh, I've bollocks it up live. I've, said is, it. I've been practicing all day. A first of a thoughtful Thursday. A first <laughs> of a thoughtful Thursday. And what we're going to be doing is every Thursday, uh, I'd like people writing in. You still got say, it wrong, Kev. Did. I didn't. Did I didn't I? say it. I didn't have the heart to tell you. First for a thir- thoughtful Thursday. You're reading it. You still got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one more time, like, Lee. One more time, me. Wait for it to scroll across again. Where with me? Go on, Craig. Go on, Craig. You got it, bro. A first for a thoughtful Thursday. There we are. There so every Thursday, <laughs> we want you to write in and give us a topic. It could be light hearted, it could be serious. <laughs> Let's keep these Thursdays having a bit of a, a meaningful conversation. And our conversation today is going to be mean what you say, but don't say it mean. Oh, yeah, be passionate about what you're saying, what your beliefs are. You haven't got to be mean about it. You haven't got to fall out about it. Like us lads now, we're all, or everyone out there listening, we've all got different preferences now. Partners with their mixed right, they're blonde, they're big, hairy, fat blokes. That doesn't make it wrong. That's your opinion of what you find attractive, what you find. And tonight we're going to have a, di- a discussion about different things. And just because we don't agree with it, we're still going to be brothers at the end of this. So I haven't told anyone what the questions are going to be. I'm going to think them off the top of my head. But top three uh, favourite comedies. Mine are Something About Mary, um, Sex Lives of Potato Men, and, I don't know, Monty Python's The Holy Grail. Of you, Aaron. Oh, bloody hell, mate. Put me on the spot. Um, comedies, as in films, probably Dumb and Dumber is the one that springs to mind. See No Evil, Hear No Evil, old classic Richard Pryor. And a third one, oh, you're going to kind of think, mate. I have a third one. Probably probably Home Alone or something. I kind of Home Alone. a bit of a comedy. Yeah. I'm cheating. There, Craig. Yeah. Craig. Mate, I d I don't even know what <laughs> don't even know what comedies are. Probably How I with Red Math Red Man and Method Man in. Um these are probably even my top three, but I'm gonna say them anyway. Liar Liar would be one. And it's gotta be an Adam Sandler one. Um I'll say Longest Yard, even though it's complete bullshit, like none of them are my top three, but you put me on the spot. <laughs> and, Mr. Cat- and Mr. Cadman? Can we have can we have series as well? Oh, uh, go on, I'll treat you. You fucking, that's a cheat, that is. What me. a cheat. <laughs> that is, nah. I'll go no, in. No, <laughs> we're going to say no, then we're going to say no. You're oh, overall. I tried to think about <laughs> it. Yeah, not, not long enough. There's too many films. I'm going to go... The festival. Yeah, that's funny. Oh God, he's good in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like see. I like Dumb and Dumber. I think that's up there with the best. So I'll get Dumb and Dumber. I'm with you, Aaron. And <laughs> I know Only Fools and Horses did a, um, a type movie. 
Where they go to America. Mm. <laughs> well, they what, they've done a couple well, of really well. <laughs> America. Jolly Boys outing. Oh, no, yeah, it is brilliant. Is that a film? <laughs> That's a film, the least. They did a the TV one where they went to Miami as well, they, they, but seems as though Kev spent four minutes trying to pronounce the, the tagline. We'll let you ask it. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a first or a thoughtful first? Oh, boom. <laughs> there we go. I've been, I've been practicing all day and I've been saying, yeah, one shot, one kill. And I've said it all day. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the spotlights are on me. <laughs> but another, all right, then, that's that discussion. I agree with most of it. Top three series. Can be comedy, can be whatever. My top three, off the top of my head. Uh, Sopranos, loved it. The Wire and food in between us. Aaron. Aaron. I should have made Lego then. Um, <laughs> I'll say Game of Thrones, um, Prison Break, and Breaking Bad. Lee? Ooh, yeah. no, uh, no, it's my turn next. It's my turn next. <laughs> Sorry, Lee, but I'm going to go. There's some of the same Aaron's got, but I'm going to go Only Fours and Horses, just so as I get that one out there. Power, um, and probably. I'd, well, I'm, I'm going through Top Boy again at the moment, so I'm going to say Top Boy just because I'm watching it again. What do you say, Lee? You are left me with a lot there, have you? <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, of the Sons of Anarchy. Sons well. of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Craig. Sons of Anarchy, obviously. I've watched it 15 times. I, I should know that. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I've been watching or just finished watching um, The Humans, and that was good. I wouldn't say it's my top three, but it was good. So I'll use that because that's one of the only one I think of. I've watched recently. <laughs> you know what? Chernobyl, that was good. And last question. Well, I'm going to give you two more questions. What, um, what do you prefer, English? Actually, Kev, Amer- Kev, I think we need yeah. to give you a Kev question, to be honest. Keep dropping us in it. Answer me, ask me anything. <laughs> I'll, we'll, gonna, we'll do it after yours and I think one now <laughs> <laughs> you got a question Aaron? no we'll let you do your final question then we'll think of one between three of us alright then what, we'll what, it. what do you prefer English comedy or American comedy my opinion no questions asked English or British mm, if you and we're going in order here yeah. anyone you want I'll go on with anyway. Aaron again then. Oh, go on then, Craig, sorry. Yeah, I, I think, like you say, if you're talking, are you talking like sitcoms and um, and things like that? Go on, then what we'll do sitcoms like... first. We'll go sitcom first. I, I think it's just, if it's like classic sitcoms, I think you've got to go British because, you know, when when you look at like Shameless, Only Falls and Horses, Dad's Army, and, and the, let's say the Americans tried to copy that, I don't think that was anywhere near. If you go in movies, I prefer American movies, but British British comedies, sitcoms. How about stand-ups? Do you listen to any stand-ups, Craig? Not many. Um, I've listened to a couple of Kevin Hart's, listened to Ricky Gervais. One of the one of my favourite ones was an old Richard Pryor one. I think it was like the mid-1980s, and I found that funny. But I, think, I don't know if it's the internet that's stand-up now or... Or whether it's just, you know, you find jokes and that predictable. I don't find many modern day comedians all that funny, if I'm honest. I feel like the Peter Kays and um, I think Peter Kay, I mean, my all time favourite comedian was uh, Billy Connolly. And I think I, I prefer the British stand up because it's very relatable to what we see over here. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? Um, I think. I think for films, I'd probably go American, but I think uh, for sitcoms, I'd say British, but that's because I can't think of any <laughs> uh, American comedies other than, I don't know if you want to class Friends as a kind of, some sort of comedy, but I'd still say like Only Falls and Horses, 40 Towers and stuff like that is way, way better. So uh, yeah, that's that's my answer for that one. Because like, you know, when you think about like Friends, when you watch an episode of Friends now, it's very dated, the humour, mm. whereas mm-hmm. Only Falls and Horses, 40 Towers, Vicar and Dibley... They're, they're timeless, aren't they? They're still funny as ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. How about you, Lee? He's googling. Yeah, 
Yeah, the same, really. <laughs> um, you, you can't beat a British comedy series, but, but then films, when you've got masters like uh, Adam Sandler, as mentioned earlier, um, yeah, films is American. How about stand-up comedians? See, I'll go... I, that's a tough one for me, actually, because I love um, Bill Hicks, Eddie Murphy, but then I love Lee Evans as well, you know. Um, I'll probably just about go English on it, but, yeah, close. The good mm. thing about comedy, the reason why I want to bring up comedy, because well, we all said different things, but what like people say at the moment, Mrs. Brown Boys is hilarious. I personally don't find it funny. It doesn't mean it isn't funny, but I personally don't find it funny. And I think that's what's happening so much at the moment is if I don't think it's funny, then no one is allowed to think it's funny. And I think that's your right to opinion, but you've also got to allow other people to have their opinions. Like, as I said, Billy Connolly, I find him hilarious. Other people don't find him funny. Jack D, I find hilarious. And it's your right not to find him funny, isn't it? And that's... that's and, and that ties into, like, the very subjective nature of the world, isn't it? That just it's not for you doesn't say it's not right you know and as long as we respect each other's opinions in that way which is the point of your exercise here I'm assuming is, is, is to establish basic just because we women disagree in our preferences doesn't mean to say that either one of us are wrong and I think that's the key isn't it I think like because us four have become best friends over the last year and everything and we've, we've got that right haven't we to not find things funny or find things or find people attractive. And I think, especially when we were younger, you'd only cop off with someone if she was attractive to the group. And I think you've got to just stand stand on your own thing and live your life. Go on, then. That's your important, Kev. Yeah, Sorry, I'll, ask carry you, on. I'll ask you that. It's, it's, it's like now point proven is, I, in this household, I find myself funny and attractive, yet nobody else does. <laughs> And I try to tell them just because you don't don't mean to say I'm not funny. See, you guys laugh. So you, my people, these these have been my. Um, I think we should all ask you a question. My question is: I know you're a fan of X Factor and that. So who's your favourite winner? My favourite. Sorry, Craig, you broke up a bit. Then my favourite winner of X Factor. Yeah. Oh, Wagner, Wagner. He's, he's from Pensnet. Yeah, he's the only local boy that happened to be Brazilian to go on the show. <laughs> no, the only one local to us happened to be Brazilian or whatever what nationality is, and that just sums up this area, I suppose. <laughs> well, then, Aaron, you're gonna, you can answer that question or you can come up with your own question. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do either at the minute. I'll, I'll let Lee go first. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anyone who's been on X Factor, but I'll ask you a question. Top three favourite boxers? Top three favourite. Am I allowed to mention Muhammad Ali or is he off? off uh, well, if he's your favourite, Kev. <laughs> well, then, Ali, Lennox Lewis, Sugar Ray Leonard. Boom, back of the net. That easy. <laughs> Too easy. How <laughs> <laughs> about you, Lee? <laughs> Painted it back at you. Duran. Or Duran. Probably Ricky Atten, just for what he did with the sport. And Floyd Mayweather. Controversial, but brilliant answers. Well, he's, 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 uh, Mayweather probably is. I don't suppose the other two are as much. But um, I think if you look... Uh, as a person, not so much, but if you look at his boxing, yeah, there ain't many better. And he has done, he does give a lot of aid to charity, and apparently he's one of them people who gives millions but doesn't want it to be known. So he's, right. he's the WWF baddie of boxing, wasn't he? That's how he made his money. Over hmm. to you, Craig, top three boxers. Oh, I'd probably say Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, and Joe Calzaghi. Oh, yeah. oh, Kozak, I forgot about him. I thought about him as soon as I meant, I've, I've, I've said my last one. Well, I've said it for yeah. you now. He, he's, uh, <laughs> I watch these things on YouTube and they say he's um, Britain's most successful ever boxer because he was undefeated, won all the belts. Yeah. And, you know, 
if he'd been any other nationality, he'd been a, a god. But you know, being Welsh and you know British Welsh, you know, uh, any Welshman you ever talk to is not British; they're Welsh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he, but he was he was brilliant and very underrated. Of you I mean, worry? That... Oh, sorry, Craig. No, sorry, sorry, Matt. I was going to say quickly. How how do you feel that him being Welsh, like, did affect his his status in that respect? Because I mean, he he was a he was a great fighter. He was a, he was a forward fighter when he, you know, and he was unbeaten when he he was never Undefeated. beaten. Yeah, you and know, he so, some great boxers. Uh, so how how do you do you think him being Welsh did out did play a part in that or British? Let let's say um, if he was American. Well, they had. I don't um, think you can I mean, say they... British. If you look at um, Nigel Benkris, Eubank, they had massive followings, didn't they? But not in America, really. You know when I you don't know, ben look. Did. When you in look fact, at both of them, the teams, did. both of them fought, fought over there. But they're not renowned. When you like look at the top, if you type in Google now, the top um, mid, super middleweights, middleweights, they never pop up. Well, it's very rare to do. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Should we Google that? Well, it's a premium I, I, underrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like someone like Lennox Lewis, who uh, was yeah, British Canadian, top three. Yeah. And but he he was never rated, and it's because um, he fought for Canada in the Olympics, so the Brits never got behind him. When he was going to fight um, Razor Ruddock, he threw his bins in the belt, refused to fight him. Then Mike Tyson went to prison, didn't want to fight him, so he got loads of the belts, and he was never recognised, even though, in my opinion, one of the all-time greatest boxers alive. Yeah. Go on then, Aaron. Your top three. I think I think I have two lists. So one's going to be who I think most people would probably go with, where you've got your Ali's, your Joe Lewis's, maybe people like Kawasaki's and stuff. But then I think the three that I just enjoyed watching and used to look forward to when they're on like box office and stuff is obviously Tyson. That was like the first with the Brunos and stuff. That was really exciting. I love Pacquiao. I think Manny Pacquiao, in my opinion, and quite controversial, I think, if Mayweather fought him in his prime, it would be a completely different fight. So that's just kind of how I think. I think at one point he was running through everyone. Um, and then I love uh, Lennox Lewis as well. Like you said, he's probably one of my favourite boxers. I think he's so underrated, but an incredible, incredible heavyweight. And it's amazing. Uh, uh, like, uh, so, sorry. Carry on, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mose. It's, uh, I bloody hate this internet thing. Um, I think it's it's surprising that none of us, not I don't think anyone out of the three have mentioned any current current boxers or current heavyweight boxers, mm. which I, I think is crazy. We've gone classic or we've gone retired or we've, you know, we've, we've stuck to the old school in, in that respect. But time will tell to see if any of those are great, Tom. And I think the difference is back in the day, you had to fight the best nowadays mm. because there's so many belts in the, in the, in the game. And also, you know, you, you look after, your promoters looks after the boxers to get them undefeated records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? Roy Jones Jr. Sorry, I was just going to say no, Roy can... Jones Jr. One of the one of the greatest boxers. Nobody's mentioned him. Hmm. I mean, it's, the thing is, when you've only got a top three within boxing, it's so hard because if you went weight by weight, uh, and it, once again, uh, like I said, Sugar Ray Leonard, Lee said Roberto Duran, same era. Yeah. Um, but he just preferred that come forwards have a go. I like the um, the um, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard who's up on his toes moving. Both cracking I mean, boxers. But, but you're yeah, wrong, Kev. None of us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the well, key. Non, Kev, you're wrong. None of us actually <laughs> mentioned. None of us mentioned Marvin Agler or Tommy Earns neither. Well, if you'd have you asked know. Big Pete, he'd have said Tommy Earns. He loves him. But it. Mate, but he had like Pistons. But that doesn't make any of us wrong because you can't say, oh, well, he was chinny. Or, oh, we were, he never fought no one good. It was, we've, we've picked, the, like, if I don't know anything about footballers, if you said, who's your favourite footballer? You could say Paul Gascoigne, Stephen Ball. And just, that's what you like watching on the pitch, like I what, like watching in the boxing ring. Yeah, and no, I think, like, like, me saying Muhammad Ali, I've just been fascinated with the guy since I was a young boy. And, in the ring, out the ring, just anything. You know, he wasn't the most technically correct boxer either. But I think it was just amazing that, you know, when he unloaded, the way he floated around the ring. But it's it's his journey. It's him as a man. 
and his journey outside of the ring and the way he stood up for his principles, you know, and not, it doesn't matter what, what they threatened him with, they're going to take his title. They did take his title, imprisonment, fines, still stood by his principles. And I think that's the reason I feel so strongly about him being one of the greatest. It's him more as a man as opposed to just his boxing attributes. I think, just to add to that, Craig, I think he had the benefit, obviously his charisma and the way he was was incredible. His marketing was amazing back then. He's probably one of the most popular people in the world. I think if we were given an insight into all of the boxers, like the Kawasaki's or like the Lennox Lewis's, I think they could have had just as big personas or, sorry, just as big following. I think certain people, like even Tyson, he was such a fascinating character because he was so erratic that you didn't know how he was going to turn up, whether he's going to bite you or he's going to try and eat you halfway through the fight. Like, And that was unpredictability. And I think the more like social, um, social media, should we call it, or um, social attention you get, that hypes you up. It was like Amir Khan when he broke through um, with the like Olympics and stuff. He had a lot more attention than the people who actually won gold. So it, I think that can definitely help. And I think without seeing someone's story, it's difficult to resonate with them. So I think like with the Kawasaki, only if you really follow him, you're like, well, actually, this is incredible. Like, his story is pretty, pretty remarkable, how his dad trained him and, and you know everything he went through. But yeah, like you said, that's what I think as people we, we relate to, we resonate with. With, with like Ali's story, standing up for principles, Tyson, you know, losing Customado and everything he went through. There's, there's an element you can relate to that. And, and it's a shame. I don't think boxing does a great job in promoting everyone the same way. I think Tyson Fury, if we look at him, I think he, in my opinion, this is just my opinion for not a, not a full-on boxing expert like you guys, but someone who just kind of watches it here and there. I think he got more mainstream, obviously after the Klitschko fight, but also when he mentioned mental health, because it was such a big thing. And it was like, whoa, there's something more to this person. And all of a sudden, he's gone through the roof. Like I was saying, when we were thinking about starting this podcast, I could have reached out to him on Twitter and I'm pretty sure he would have responded. He didn't have much of a following. And then all of a sudden, he, he had that kind of fight. Boom, straight through. straight through. So I think that plays a part as well. And obviously, I think that affects our opinions because then we're obviously slightly more biased as well. Yeah, and I think cool. sometimes it's been in the right place at the wrong, right time or in the wrong time. Like when uh, Luke Campbell won the gold medal at the 2012 <coughs> Olympics. Yeah. He won it at the same time as Anthony Joshua, su uh, super heavyweight, and Nicola Adams, the first ever woman to win it. Whereas if Luke Campbell had won it the year before or the year after, he'd have been the superstar of that four years. But it, I think he's probably the best boxer out of all three of them. How he punches moves, but he's, he's a little bloke, 60K, I think he was, at the Olympics. And he won it the wrong time. And some, and that sounds like... um. Oh, what's his name? Who um, uh, Larry Holmes? Larry Holmes was brilliant boxer, but he was in Muhammad Ali's shadows. Even though he beat Ali up, but everyone knew Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's, so it was, it, it was at the wrong time to be there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a friend of mine always says, like Muhammad Ali, he wouldn't even be an heavyweight in today's weight class. I think he was 13 or 14 stone. When he won the gold medal, he was light heavyweight. And people forget that about Muhammad Ali. When they say, like, um, oh, he was a, you know, he, he was a little guy. Two monsters, really. And the heavyweights, apart from George Foreman, they weren't as big as they are nowadays. So he, he, he would have been like an Evander Holyfield coming from cruiser up to heavyweight. But he, he, of nowadays standards, Ali would have been a cruiserweight. Yeah, I think like, going on what Aaron said about we connect with the people. It's like Mike Tyson. I still find him fascinating. I still find that, you know, he's a very emotional guy. He's someone that's very caring, very loving. But you know, just on that surface, there's a beast waiting to, to devour you at, at any moment. And I feel, I feel for the guy. I think he's a very straight talker. Well, he's a very straight talker. You know, he's a very passionate guy. And I sort of connect to Tyson a little bit. And I think that, if, if like these promoters and that would allow people to see the real them and unfiltered and unscripted versions of them, I think the followings would go, go through the roof anyway. Because like Aaron said, we connect to people. We don't connect to scripts as such. But, but let me flip that on its side. Because you're saying we connect to people instead of the sport. But don't you find out with politics now? Instead of backing the, the, the politics, we go, I could go out for a beer with him. He, I'll tell you something, like Nigel Farage is having a beer, he's having a cigarette, he's one of the lads. Or, 
or um, Boris Johnson. Oh, he's a bit of a bumbling buffoon, but he's a character. Instead of thinking, like Jeremy Corbyn, I'm not any way in politics, so I'm not. But you go, well, he's a bit of a hippie. Or you're thinking, well, why don't we just not think I'll invite him around for dinner or a cup of tea or a bevy? What is he actually bringing to the table? Because nowadays, everything is like a reality TV show, isn't it? I just absolutely. I think that, I think that's a problem. So, well, it's not a problem, but I think that's what affects our judgment and our opinions, because a lot of it, it's not necessarily fact based. Yet somehow we convince our minds that it's it's facts, and we're so passionate about it, and that's why sometimes you, you see like arguments just between opinions, and you're thinking it's just an opinion, but people get yeah. passionate about it because they believe they they almost they, it's like they convince themselves basically. But again, is it on facts or is it on? your experiences and the things that you relate to and, oh, this guy looks like, you know, I could go out with a beer for him. Well, actually, is he a nice person? Um, you know, you see it in football, Ronaldo's the kind of bad person, Messi's the golden child, but but why? Ronaldo probably does just as much for charity. If you actually look at his story, it's actually quite inspiring, but because he's a bit petulant on the pitch and he looks like a sore loser, the, the media will make him a bad person. So instantly, he's got people going against him. And I just think, it, it just plays its way, whether it's subconscious or not. I think that affects the way that we think. I think that's like, that's what I always say now is that nobody, when everybody had an opinion and they was entitled to it, you know, we could argue an opinion, agree to disagree and move on. But the trouble is now everyone's got the facts and nobody's wrong. And everyone's yeah. got a scientist that they find that backs their factual perception and, and I think, like, especially like the social media side of it. So I've took a step back. I mean, when the first lockdown and that happened, I was I was a little bit vocal in the panic buyers or whatever else, and I stopped really opinionating myself a little bit now. I still have my opinions, but I feel that voicing it is just going to add more noise to an already chaotic conversation. You know, there's I believe everyone's entitled to their opinion and to voice their opinion. But I think they should look at the the validity of it and and how how constructive it can be. And if it can't be constructive, then you have the right to keep that opinion to yourself, you know. And if 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 it can make any progress in society or in in any situation that's happening now, you know, go for it. But if it's not gonna, you're just creating more noise and you're arguing against those that have their facts and their opinions. And it's just a never-ending circle and no progress is made. You're more occupied doing absolutely nothing, in, in my opinion. What have you got to say, Lee? I, th- I think it, what Craig's just said is exactly right. And and I, I run the Twitter page for Black Country Blokes and, and because mental health is basically... It do, there's no boundaries to mental health. It doesn't matter what you are, where you've been, where you're going... Um, whether you're gay, lesbian, black, white, it really doesn't, there's no boundary. So what I've found with Black Country Blokes is everyone we follow or follows us can be from any different type of background. Um, what that does do is it shows you a lot of people's opinions. And Craig Roy, the problem is now is we don't know what is fact. There's, a, you know, hmm. you used to get your facts from what, from one place, didn't you really? No. Everyone, everyone's throwing in what they believe are facts, but ultimately we don't know. And don't I think know. You don't like know which that's, one to listen to. I, I think that's that's the thing. It's like when when you used to get your facts from books. You know, books have to. You know, they have to be. If they're factual, they have to be factual. Otherwise, they're mm. they're not published, are they? You know. But now people look on Wikipedia and all this internet and, and this and the other, and it's like I see about soy. I've been told many a times that soy is soya is no good for your your body in the long run. Um, yet I see someone post a few months back: stop drinking all dairy milk, replace it with soy because dairy milk's this and dairy milk's full of this and it's full of that. And, it, and I thought, you know, that's if that's what you want to believe and that's the substitute you want to make, then feel free. But you can't stand from the rooftops and declare it as facts if your only knowledge of it is a friend who did a flipping course or read it up on the internet you know and people need to people don't stand behind the word because as as quick as they can say it it can be forgotten it takes about one day for 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 today's news to be yesterday's news doesn't it that's what you're saying how do we find sorry mate how do we find facts now because 
an actual fact because we can it's like a flat earth isn't it whether you believe it or not it's like that there's there's people who strongly believe that it is and strongly believe that it's not now that that was never debated before was it really before internet had anyone ever heard of a flat earth no no so it was just <laughs> gospel that it was round you know it's uh, no it's it, it, and it depends where you go to whether that's fact or not but it's like bringing us back to what craig said about we used to go for our, our facts from books but he, history is only written by the victor the one who's won it hmm. so we rewrite history all the time and a fact in my opinion a fact is something that i've seen heard and felt myself everything else is just a story but it's up to you how you perceive that story and I think that's where we go wrong. And like mm. back to boxing or football. I know you support Man U, don't you, Aaron? Yeah. And it, but if I if I go on your face, I went, you you idiot! You should support the Wolves, or you should support. Don't but, that, but, <laughs> but it wouldn't. It, it won't change your opinion. But some things aren't going to change your opinion. And I think that's where we need to have that bit of sense. Going fair play, you support Man U. I don't like football. Doesn't make me bad. Doesn't make you bad. That is our right to that opinion. And I think that old saying: we catch more, we catch more uh, bees, we catch more wasps with sugar than we do with vinegar. So if we have a conversation, we discuss it. You might go, actually, you know, Kev, Mike Tyson could have beat Lennox Lewis because, and I'd go, no, he'd get on the jab. If we have a discussion, then we have a chance of persuading the other one. But if I keep shouting at you, my belief, eventually you just go, no, delete, or no, I'm not talking to you. The only way of changing people's opinions is by talking, by doing what we're doing now. Say what you mean, but don't say it mean. Yeah. And just I think like... Go on, Craig. No, you carry on, mate. You carry on. I was just going to say, that's why initially, when, when we asked about the boxing, I was saying, I have my favourite and then one I think is probably the best. So it's kind of... I try, and I'm not, I'm not an expert at this, is I accept now Man United are not the best team in England. But growing up for 20 years of my life, they're the greatest team in England. And... They were, my, they were also my favourite team, so I was winning on both ends. One, I loved them to bits, but two, we were also the best. And there was a, there was a transition period when we were absolutely pants. And I couldn't, I couldn't accept that. And I always wanted to be right in every single argument until I actually looked at myself. I'm, like, I'm getting in arguments for no reason when actually the actual facts are we're at the bottom of the bloody table or we're not where we used to be. So now I've just gone to the point of accepting that they're not the best, which is actually easy for me because I'm arguing less about it. But they're still my favourite because they make me feel a specific way, a bit like the, the boxing. And I think if we can do that, that way we're, we're more open to other people's opinions. Like, I accept your opinion. I take that. However, I'm still obviously somewhat biased here. But actually, I accept at this point in time, they're not, they're not the best. Or maybe what you've recommended is probably better because of more research. If you go back to the soy example, for example, well, actually, if, if the latest science says this, although I prefer dairy, maybe soy is better. But for now, I'm just going to stick to dairy. And I think if we can have a bit more compassion toward the people's opinions, but still hold on to our favourites, and I think that's that's easier to do, if that makes sense. But I think yeah. in a conversation, you already know what you think, yeah. but you can only learn by listening. <clears throat> yeah. And I think, like, I think what people need to understand is a couple of things. Like, facts are, for, for the majority of facts, they are progressive. You know, what's factual today might not be factual in two years' time. And, you know, with different science, different studies, different, you know, climates, whatever it is. So people need to stop holding on to the, the, the grandfather rights of the facts of the 60s and, and understand that some facts are progressive. And it doesn't mean to say any one of them were a lie. It just means that they are factually correct in that given time that they are correcting. And it's like... Like with the bias towards facts, like you was on about bias, you've got the best and you've got the favourite. It's like me as a dad, you know, if if my son loses a comes second in an egg and spoon race, you know, the 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 fact side of me is going to say, you know what, he came second, it is what it is. But the bias side is going to say, my son's still the best. That egg must have weighed heavier than he was carrying or whatever, you know. <laughs> and 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 that's what we need to understand is our bias doesn't it, it cannot negate facts and a fact. Is a fact, but they can be and progressive. I, and I think there's a difference between a lie and being misinformed. Hmm. Uh, on that, um, on that, Kev, we've got a question from Sadie. Um, do you think 
false facts and misinformation is dangerous. People base their opinions on facts. Well, as I mm. say, there's a difference between me saying um, uh, a blatant lie, saying um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know how to compare it. Um, they're saying like, as you said, soy and dairy. Say I'm a dairy farmer, and I say if you drink more milk, you're going to get more handsome, you're going to be more intelligent. That's a lie to saying, well, the research at the moment is you get calcium from it. So the research, if you've got false research, you're misinformed. But if you blatantly lie, that's where the problem comes. And I think that's where politics and everything gets mixed up. If, if you are man enough to go, you know what, I dropped a bollock. I, I, I honestly didn't know. I thought I was doing the best too. I've said this to manipulate you into getting what I want. That's where the problem is. I think, I think with, with that, yeah, it can be dangerous. And I also think with, with certain things, what you've got to understand is companies, brands, you know, scientists, whatever, they will sell you their argument based on its strengths, not on its weaknesses. So soy, they may have done research and they would have put all the strengths to it and not necessarily brought up any of the weaknesses about it and the same with milk if we're going to stick to that analogy you know so you've got to do your own research don't just rely on one you know one scientist like i said i had a debate once with my friend he puts the milk in first to make a cup of tea and that is wrong now that is a fact <laughs> he puts the milk he puts the milk in first and when he got home he actually sent me a scientific study that he found on google about you know it's better to put the milk in first, then it is the water. So I then did my Google just to counter, you know, counter punch him. And I found a bunch of scientists that proved that putting the water was in first. So they will sell their argument based on the strengths. It can be dangerous if you don't do other research. And I think if, if you're just banking on one, one, you know, resource to give you your fact or your information, I think that's where we go wrong. If I put milk in Kate's cup of tea before I put the hot water in, she would lamp me. Lamp me black and blue. <laughs> but, but on that, on that, Craig, I, I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast and he had on, I don't know if everyone remembers, I can't remember the name of the show, but there's a, there's a programme on Netflix about vegan, going vegan. I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah. But anyway, Joe Rogan got, got this guy on who, who did this. He's a UFC fighter, got him on, and then got someone else on who who was to counter whether go, going vegan was good or bad. And it surprised me that the data from the person going vegan, where he got it from, and where he got it from was someone who was a vegan farmer, basically, hmm. but he's a specialist in it. So at that point, yeah. who you know, yeah. and and it's the same on the other side. Where do you go for that information? Because technically, it's all misinformation, depending on Absolutely. whose side of the, the the story you're on. Because they'll sell you on the strengths of it. They'll sell you on yeah. whatever place to their narrative, and that's and that's where the confusion comes in. Like you say, he's a vegan farmer, so it, it's in his best interest to sell you on the strengths of veganism. And now, I know I don't know enough about it you know, to, to make a, a, you know, an objective judgment. But I still think there's whatever narrative they are pushing, whoever's pushing it, whether it's veganism or whether it's any kind of religion, whatever it is, they're going to sell you on the strengths and not the weaknesses. But that, I mean, Aaron's just said it's uh, the game changers. Thank you, Aaron. I'd, I'd uh, forgot about that. And But it, that happens throughout the industry. So smoking used to be good for you, but... The people who were doing the research or paying for the research, should I say, were the tobacco places. So, yeah, you know, it's a, yeah, and it's the, very hard to to find out what is fact and what is fiction now. And that's the thing with it. I mean, if you look at most most illegal drugs of today, they started off as medication. You know, and that was used for for years and years as medication. You know, oh, was it was it heroin was used in in Japan or or somewhere opium. along those lines. Yeah, opium. Opium, you know, opium, opium wars, and then it was uh, into Cocaine morphine. Cocaine was at one point in America. Uh, so it was LSD. So it was, you know, all these other things were uh, amphetamines. 
you know, they all had the purpose. It shows that in, in, in any kind of moderation, something that is bad for you, it, well, it's like anything, it's like drinking, it's like smoking, it's like oxygen. You, you try and force too much oxygen into your body and that's not good for you. You know, so anything can be bad for you if it's not moderated properly. But like the fact of the matter is these things are now illegal. They were used as medication. And that's what I mean by factual progressions, you know, that it, things can change. I think it's down to the common sense of the person that's like trying to source these facts to do fuller research if it calls and not just not just take I mean take me for instance I wouldn't expect you guys to take absolutely everything I say as gospel and probably fucking none of it actually I but I wouldn't <laughs> you, know, you know so I, I'd assume that you're going to go and you're going to check more facts against other facts and by process of elimination or by things that commonly pop up you're going to start taking them as as the the real facts and filtering out so if something pops up 10 times you know out, out of nine possible different studies i'd probably take that as as the best case i mean no science is 100 percent. it's it's all best guess based on different you know um experiments so i think that's that would be my advice I've, I've someone said this to me the difference between um an opinion and a belief a belief is harder to change if you believe in something like religion or in love or in hate, that's hard to believe. That's a core thing that you hold on to. But an opinion can always be changed. So don't be frightened of having the wrong opinion. Because the great thing about life is often we improve wrong because that's how we learn. What do you think, Aaron? No, absolutely. I love that last bit. I, I kind of pride myself now on being proved wrong in the way that I've done stuff because I just see it as growth. So I've just changed the way I see it as, as a benefit rather than seeing it, seeing it as, oh my God, I'm wrong again. It's, well, I've just leveled up or I've learned something else. So I, I'm all for that. And, and just touching on the stuff that even Lee was saying about the game changes and stuff. So obviously I've done personal training for, for the best part of 10 years. One of the things I don't, I haven't done, um, like most personal trainers, is I haven't preached what worked for me. So I could easily sit there and say, box, because that got me down to 5% body fat. But if somebody doesn't want to box, I can't sell that as the greatest thing. I need to find what's sustainable for them in order for them to be consistent. So even with like the diets and stuff, when I when I first heard about vegan veganism about four or five years ago, I did it. I just tried it on myself. I did it for four four months, clean everything, and I just put my body through it. I just think let's just try something because obviously before I recommend it to someone else, and I seen benefits in terms of like energy and stuff, but I was also losing a lot of weight. For example, uh, my lifts weren't getting any heavier in the gym. So for me, it was just kind of, uh, I prefer to eat meat and, you know, everything's the same. But then I wouldn't then just take that information and go and, you know, pretext somebody else. That was just my experience. So sometimes we have to just, like you said, feel it, um, see it or, you know, experience it yourself and then just make the best decision on that. Back to being vegan. Have you ever met a vegan who hasn't told you they're vegan? <laughs> I've seen the memes for that. <laughs> it's right, though, is it? It's like, and they've always got it tattooed on them vegan. It's like me having steak tattooed on yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine more vegan brothers. Do you know what? You know what? They missed the whole point of this podcast and this episode. If, if they're going to. Um, if they're going to unfollow you because that's yeah. <laughs> Damn you, damn carnivores. You know, <laughs> I find it to be, like veganism, I mean, again, I don't know a lot about it and I respect people's choices. I don't understand a lot of them. Um, you know, I like my meat, I eat meat. In moderation, yes, I, I understand that, you know, if you eat it moderately, you know, it's a lot better for you than if you golf it down your neck all the time um but i feel i, I was told the once about vegan diet that it then proving now scientifically again it's just talk i don't know how true it is that vegans are losing fingernails earlier they're losing hair earlier they're obviously you say them them losing weight them getting bone deficiencies or calcium deficiencies you know and I don't. I don't know how. Craig, I'm, I'm is, not but... saying they're losing weight. By the way, let's not let's not hold me on. <laughs> no, that. no, no. I just lost weight. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not you. I was yeah. I was told this okay. not uh, earlier on in this year, or was it last year? And that we was on about vegans or something. Uh, we was on about something that was in the news. Uh, I can't remember what it was at the time. And they were saying, oh, it's proven now that they're losing fingernails and they're losing this and that. 
And I, I just think it's one of those that if, if it's what you're into, who knows the long-term effects? You know, they but could the think is, if it's what you're into and you believe it, then go for it, you know? Well, I've had vegans and vegetarians talking to me and, and I go, that is what you want on your plate. So God bless you, eat it. And I'm going to eat what I want. And I think that's what life's all about. Let's call it a dinner plate. Whether you want to eat rice or steak or soy beef, back to soy, advertising soy a lot tonight. But whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, that's great. And you can recommend it to me saying, you know what, Kev, try something different. I really enjoyed it. But if you go, Kev, eating all that, you're going to die of this, you're going to die of that. People like myself, I dig my heels in. I go, you know what, I enjoy steak, so bollocks to you, I'm going to have a steak. But if you go, well, let's try this. And then, once again, the sugar over the vinegar. Nice that we are to each other and we encourage people subtly. More chance I've got a listening and go, you know what, I will try that soybean casserole. Not very often, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> Mate, I've, I've tried I, to say that about, I tried to, I had a bit of a debate with someone on Twitter. The once he was a, he was an ex-police officer and it was, it was a, a subject on racism or something. And I, I was basically saying, try and change our attempts to, to like eliminate racism. And he couldn't understand. And I said, if we, if we subtly, if we get them young and we subtly teach people that it's not right, but also a lot of it, you put the energy into what someone says to you, you know, you, you, gave, you give them words energy. And he never came back. And I think what the problem is, is like, we all know, and I don't mean any offence with this, but we all know when we were young, Jehovah's Witness is not the door. You would be on the city. You wasn't in, you know, you didn't answer it. Growing up in, in our house, Exactly. That's... We've lost another two subs, lads. We've lost another two subs. <laughs> no, okay, but no. that's 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 what it was like. All I'm saying is why people don't answer the door now is because uh, the majority of those will stand on the door and they'll they'll talk it into you. They'll talk it at you, at you, at you, and try and convince you by talking it at you. Now, if you sort of you know if you suddenly dropped it into conversation every now and then, you've got a better chance rather than going head on. I read a quote oh. the other day and it was, you can't fight fire with fire. You have to fight it with water. You know, and it's the same kind of principle. I'll tell you a funny story about that. We had some Jehovah's Witnesses knock on, on the door. You know, I love talking to anyone. And I was out there <laughs> and, and he said, he said, um, miracles no longer happen. I went, they do, look at that blossom. And he went, oh yeah, I went, that's a miracle. And everything he said, I said, no, no, you're looking at it the wrong way. And I thought I was going to turn him into a kevist. I thought he, <laughs> and, and, but let's let's like when he was talking to Charles Winnis, I love hearing about other stuff, and I, I make a joke of it. But I, I love it. When, and every time I've travelled, I love going into a local place of worship, and or uh, I, I sit down in a bar and go, "What do you lot drink? Or what do you eat? Or what do you lot do?" And I went, "The more we can actually ask, but then here's the tricky bit: actually listen to what they tell us. That's the way we're going to progress." It's great asking the questions, but we've got to listen to the answers. I think that's. I think it's important to just note here, yeah, um, based on the what Aaron's just said. I don't know if he's watching the the numbers on his screen as we speak, but we we have no we opposed to nobody's preferences at all, especially us for on this podcast. You know, we we very very much people people. Um, you know, people do as people do, and that's that's their choice and their right. Um, but what we're just saying is that based on past experiences, maybe when I was a little bit more close-minded as a youngster, you know, because we've all been there and I think you have to you have to live a life to learn that people are going to be people and it's up to them how they be that person. Um, you know, as a youngster, if you ever said stuff like that to me, I, I probably wouldn't give a shit, you know, it was more about what my friends was doing or saying. But we, we're opposed to nobody's preferences, so you can resub if you like. <laughs> <laughs> the gun, mate. Oh shit! <laughs> but what we're going to—is there been any comments in Lee? Yeah, we've we've had a few in few in off care. I've been playing them along the bottom. No, no question. So, um, yeah, crack on, Kev. Because what I was going to say is, um, we we're going like twice a week. Obviously, on Tuesdays we're going to have a guest, and Thursday is going to be our first for our fourth for Thursday. So if anyone would like to send in any things you'd like to talk about next Thursday, brilliant. But I think, lads, unless anyone would like to say anything, 
Um, we'll, have, we'll go into advertising Tuesday. And Aaron, I'll let you advertise Tuesday because it's your mate, Dean. Cheers, mate. Put me on the spot again. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I, I just want to say, obviously, before um, before we kind of close the show, um, I'll, I'll, even myself, being part of this podcast, I think it's it's great to have the, the two different types, the interview where we can get somebody else's perspective. And then hopefully people enjoy us just rattling and speaking about soy and veganism or whatever comes to mind. Because what we're doing Whoever now... we want to offend. Pretty much, yeah. And see how many subscribers we can lose. But I think one of the important messages for anyone listening this far is that just a conversation like this, it doesn't have to be about what's going on in the world or what you've been struggling with an hour before. It's, it's like therapy in terms of just being able to have a laugh or just speak about something to divert your attention, listen to somebody else, especially during lockdown as well. So I think it's really important that anyone listening, if, if you have a few moments, pick up a phone to somebody else or do a Zoom or a Skype, because I think that would really help with like, especially with mental health and stuff. Um, and then obviously with uh, next week, so we have Dean joining the show. He's a, uh, He's a friend of mine. He actually came on to Find Your Voice podcast and he he has bipolar, which apparently, and again, I learned this from him, from him, it's not as common or as commonly spoken about across men. So, you know, he's just, he's just a normal lad. You can speak about normal stuff. He's, he's into fitness. He's into the gym. We've got a lot of um, similarities in, in terms of our, the things we like, but he's so open about how he feels. Now, when you look at him on the surface, like from Instagram and stuff, he looks like he's got it all figured out pretty much how most people look on Instagram. So I think it'd be a really, really good conversation for anyone who has struggled with bipolar or is struggling themselves with bipolar to get somebody's perspective, an honest perspective. Like he he's a big lad. He's, you know, he's ripped shredded to bits, but he'll speak about the times he cries and stuff as well. Pretty much what we try and do is in terms of being transparent. So yeah, I'm looking forward to obviously him coming on the show. Uh, Kevin, I know you, you and him have obviously touched base as well. So I think it'd be really, really nice to have him on the show as well. So, guys, I'm going to end on a quote. And all today's quote is going to be is the title of the show. I know it sticks with people. Say what you mean, but don't say it mean. I think I've said that right. If I haven't, never mind. So, until <laughs> we talk next time, gang, take care of yourselves and each other. Ta-ra a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra a bit. Listen, listen.